morning. Um, but good, it's good to see you guys again. Um, what a great morning, great, uh, great time in the Lord's presence. Um, uh, kids, you can be dismissed to class. It sounds like many of you are already on your way. Some less happy about it than others, apparently. We're, uh, we're starting a new series this week. I'm really excited. Um, uh, it, on your seat, you might have, you probably noticed, if not, you're sitting on a notebook. Uh, <laughs> this, is, this is for, for today, and we'll get into this in, in just a, a, a little bit towards the end. Um, but, but this series is going to be a, a, a little different than, than their typical um, series. We, we haven't done this exact thing before. Um, Every week in this series, at the end, we're going to give you, I want to give you guys an opportunity to do some, um, some private uh, meditation, some contemplation, do some journaling on the subject that we're talking about. Uh, the, the purpose of this series is, um, is, is to help us uh, take another step in, in, in sharpening our toolbox and in, in our ability to both understand for ourselves and present the gospel um, to, to other people. As we call them the, the, the series uh, Life in Six Words. And so this is a very uh, simple model of gospel presentation. Um, I mean, the, the gospel is not just a story. Uh, being a, a Christian following Jesus is a, is a live, active, supernatural relationship. But that relationship, like every relationship, has to start with, with some information, with, with the story that, that you, if you're married here today, uh, that relationship is based on a conversation which was based on information, right? We, we, uh, the Bible talks about how, ask the question, you know, how will people believe if they have not heard? Well, we have to know um, and be able to articulate what it is that they need to hear so that they can believe, right? And, and so we're, this series, um, it, it's a, I'd like, there's a lot of good ways to present the gospel. Um, there's a lot of bad ways as well. <laughs> Um, and and I, I'm, pre, I, I'm using, we're going to use, go through this model, not because I think it's the absolute best. I don't know that there is a right or a best way. I think it's a solid way. And personally, it's, it's, um, it's my favorite way. I, it, it's the one that, that I think is, for me, is the, the easiest to, um, to remember and, and, and has a, 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 a lot of kind of great converse it builds a lot of great conversation into into these thoughts um and so that's what we're going to be doing for the next five weeks the the goals as i said to give a simple framework for us to understand the foundations of the gospel story um to create an opportunity for us to get comfortable communicating the gospel um and also, along with this, we're going to take some time and we're going to, we're going to, we're going to be praying for those in our lives that, that haven't, haven't received the gospel yet or, or we haven't had the chance to share the gospel with them or, or we know need to, to need a relationship with, with, with Jesus. Um, that's going to be a part of this. Uh, I'm going to pray that the Lord would stir up our, our hearts, our desire to share Jesus and his, his amazing gospel with, with those that, that he has put in our lives that haven't yet heard it yet. It, it, 
it hasn't quite, as a, I don't mean you as individuals, but as, as the church in America, I don't think we, it has dawned on us or we fully appreciate just how common someone never hearing the gospel is in our country right now. That didn't used to be the case, right? There, you used to kind of safely assume, um, maybe not completely accurately, but more often than not, People would just, in, in, throughout culture, at some point, have the chance to, to hear the gospel, to hear uh, about Jesus. But that is not, that is not true anymore. You cannot uh, assume that. Uh, matter of fact, I, I think it, it, we, we've reached the tipping point where, um, where it's probably more, uh, more likely than not that, the, the, that, that a, a, a person who hasn't doesn't know Jesus yet, probably hasn't heard the full gospel um, told with intention in a person, especially in a one-on-one -on -one conversation, personal kind of way, um, which, which is the most effective way to receive the gospel. It, it is a message that is designed to be a conversation between someone who knows Jesus and someone who needs to know Jesus. Um, you know, uh, preaching and teaching, these are, these are great and they're, they're effective. God will use any method he can. Um, but the church, if you look at the early church and the explosiveness of the church um, in the first two centuries, it had nothing to do with, with big churches and guys with microphones uh, or, orating these uh, you know, really well-thought-out, well-crafted things. It was boots on the ground, people in love with Jesus, telling other people about how there is this amazing Savior that they should follow. And so that's what we're going we're gonna to be doing. Um, I'm just going to lay out the—I'm just going to give you the, 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 the kind of the, the model, and then every week we're going to take a different part of it. Um, and, and kind of go through it. Um, this is called life in six words. So there's six key words. Each one of those words has a sentence attached to it. Um, and and uh, it, it's an acrostic. So it kind of helps. Uh, one of those hopefully will help you remember this. So uh, the first one is God created us to be with him. So you see, we're going to spell gospel. So the first one is God created us to be with him. Uh, the second one is are our sins separate us from God? Third word is sins. So sins cannot be removed by good deeds. The third one is paying for price, the price for sin. Jesus died and rose again. Next one is, everyone who trusts in Jesus will have eternal life. And the last one is, life with Jesus starts now and lasts forever. So, six simple sentences. Um, spell the word gospel. And like I said, we'll go over this and over this by the end. If you stick with us for the next five weeks, I will... I will I will almost guarantee you, uh, you'll be able to say these sentences by the end of it. We're gonna we're gonna repeat this a lot, just so it gets in in, in our bones and, and in our heads uh, pr pretty well. I will say, I, I came across this a number of years ago. This is um, you guys. You should all you can all feel really young today because we're actually start. This is actually a uh, a youth based. 
uh, presentation method. Uh, I, was, I was turned on to this by an organization called Dare to Share. Um, uh, no, no youth, youth are in here, but for, ye- for a number of years, we would go, they would have conferences, and Dare to Share is all about equipping teenagers uh, to share Jesus with their friends. And this was a model that they developed, and I saw great fruit from it with our, with our teens. And, and as, as I taught them it, and we, you know, we went to these conferences, it, it really just kind of sunk in that this was just a, a good way for anybody of any age um, to, to, pre- to present the gospel and kind of ha- have a framework for, for what we're trying to communicate. All right. Um, to give you an example, so what we're going to do, be doing through this is taking each word, we're going to take a word a week, um, talk about it for a, a while, we'll teach on it, and, and then I'm going to give you an opportunity with these journals to kind of, in your own words, crystallize your thoughts about the importance of that statement and how it affects other people and how would you communicate it. And um, I'll, I'll give you some, some, some prompting questions that will help help you. Um, don't feel like you have to, you know, write out a formalized, you know, you're not turning these in. There's not going to be a, a, a grade. <laughs> there's, uh, if you want to do bullet points, if you're an artist and there's a picture that you want to draw, this is, this is purely for your, for your development and benefit. All right. There's not a wrong way to, to, to do this journaling. Um, but but I wanted to give you kind of an example before, before we, we get into our, our word for the day or our sentence for the day of um, just how deep you can go in a very short amount of time. Um, and, uh, and so there, there's a, a guy named Jason Petty, who um, also known as Propaganda, he's a spoken word artist um, that worked with Dare to Share and, and created a four-minute um, a four-minute gospel presentation based on this model. And so, um, so I wanted to start there. Don't worry, I'm, I'm not expecting ever, anyone to come up with this, <laughs> something this artistic. That's not, that's not the goal. But, but I think it's a, a good place to start. So uh, if, if you want to check out the video, and then we'll, we'll start with our first word this week. It's the full story of life crushed into four minutes. The entirety of humanity in the palm of your hand crushed into one sentence. Listen, it's intense, right? God, our sins, paying everyone life. The greatest story ever told that's hardly ever told, God. Yes, God, the maker and giver of life. And by life, I mean any and all manner and substance, seen and unseen, what can and can be touched, thoughts, image, emotions, love, atoms, and oceans, God. All of it is handiwork, one of which is masterpiece, made so uniquely that angels look curiously. The one thing in creation that was made with his imagery, the concept so cold, it's the reason I stay bold, how God breathed in a man and he became a living soul. Formed with the intent of being infinitely, intimately fond. Creator and creation held an eternal bond. And it was placed in perfect paradise till something went wrong. A species got deceived and started lusting for his job. An odd list of complaints. As if the system ain't working. And used that same breath he graciously gave us to curse him. And that sin seed spread through our soul's genome. And by nature of your nature... Your species, you participated in the mutiny, our, yes, 
our sins. It's nature inherited, black in the human heart. It was over before it started. Deceived from day one and led away by our own lust. There's not a religion in the world that doesn't agree that something's wrong with us. The question is, what is it? And how do we fix it? Are we eternally separated from a God that may or may not have existed? But that's another subject. Let's keep grinding besides trying to prove God is like defending a lion, homie. It don't need your help. Just unlock the cage. Let's move on on how our debt can be paid. Short and sweet. The problem is sin. Yes, sin. It's a cancer, an asthma, choking out our life force, forcing separation from a perfect and holy God. And the only way to get back is to get back to perfection, but silly us. Trying to pass the course of life without referring to a syllabus. This is us. Keep up your good deeds. Chant, pray, meditate. But all of that, of course, is spraying cologne on a corpse. Or you could choose to ignore it as if something don't stink. It's like stepping in dog poop and refusing to wipe your shoe. But all of that ends with how good is good enough. Take your silly list of good deeds and line them up against perfection. Good luck. That's life past your pay grade. The cost of your soul, you ain't got a big enough piggy bank. But you could give it a shot. But I suggest you throw away the list, cause even your good acts are an extension of your selfishness. But here's where it gets interesting. I hope you're closely listening. Please don't get it twisted. It's what makes our faith unique. Here's what God says as part A of the gospel. You can't fix yourself. Quit trying, it's impossible. Sin brings death. Give God his breath back, you owe him. Eternally separated, and the only way to fix it is someone die in your place, and that someone gotta be perfect, or the payment ain't permanent. So if and when you find a perfect person, get him or her to willingly trade their perfection for your sin and death in. Clearly, since the only one that can meet God's criteria is God, God sent himself as Jesus to pay the cost for us. His righteousness, his death functions as payment. Yes, payment. Wrote a check with his life, but at the resurrection we all cheered because that means the check cleared. Pierced feet, pierced hands, blood-stained son of man, fullness, forgiveness, free passage into the promised land. That same breath that God breathed into us, God gave up to redeem us. And anyone and everyone, and by everyone I mean everyone, who puts their faith and trust in him, and him alone can stand in full confidence of God's forgiveness. And here's what the promise is, that you are guaranteed full access to return to perfect unity by simply believing in Christ and Christ alone. You are receiving life. Yes, life. This is the gospel. God, our sins, paying everyone life. So that's where we're going. That's that's a that's a lot. <laughs> um, and not that we're trying to create, like I said, not trying, we're not trying to create necessarily of this master art piece, but that's, that's the power of thoughtful communication. Yeah. And that's, that's what we want to take a, a, te- a step toward in, in this series. Um, 
I, I think, I'll speak for myself, I know there, are, there, are, there have been times that I, have, I know I have missed opportunities to, to have a spiritual conversation purely because I was nervous about having the conversation because I wasn't confident that I was equipped to have the conversation. And most of the time, I think the problem isn't in the fact that we, aren't, we don't have the information within us. The problem tends to, I think, stem from the fact that we have made no intentional preparation to feel prepared. It's the feeling uh, of inadequacy. The, 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 you know when you're not ready. You know when you didn't study for the test, right? <laughs> and so we want to we wanna start, uh, we want to give us this, this chance this next couple of weeks to, to kind of be, be intentional about, about putting some thought in, into how we com- would communicate the gospel if, if given the opportunity. So let's, let's jump in to our, our first word. Um, and that's God. God created us to be with him. Now, a lot of times when you think about the gospel, you think, well, the gospel starts in the New Testament. But, but the, the truth is, the God, that, is the, that is the punchline. That that, that, that's where the, maybe the rubber meets the road. But, but we have to start at the, the story doesn't make sense if you jump in halfway through. Right? And you've got to start at the beginning. And, and it starts at the beginning. Genesis 1.1 says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and empty, and the darkness covered the deep waters. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. The gospel starts with the main subject of the Bible and the main subject of our existence, and that is God himself. An all-powerful, eternal being that exists outside of the created universe. Reality itself can be divided into these two categories, God and everything else. It's the most uh, essential way you can divide all that there is. There is God and there is the things that he created. He, he is not subject to, to our evaluation or our understanding of, of, of anything. He's not subject to time. He's not subject to limitations. He's not subject to our or any morality because all of those things were created by him and so they don't rule him. Does that that make sense? As the creator, he has the ultimate right and ability to do anything he wants. We call this sovereignty. God is sovereign. And when we talk about the things that God can't do, sometimes we see those in, in Scripture or, or just in our own experience. We talk about things that God can't do. We use that term. Um, example would be like lying. The Bible says that God can't lie or God can't do evil or, or God can't engage in a, a certain or will never engage in a certain activity or, or, or emotion. And um, it, it's for one of two reasons that we can say those statements. Either, either one, it's because scripture has told us that he has self-limited himself, right? He has declared that he will not do this or do that. Or, due to his position, and this one's the one that's like, ah, ouch, how, uh, it's hard, you know, <laughs> it's a hard head scratcher. Um, that due to his position and our relation to that position, we have no standing to make the evaluation that he, he did or didn't, should or shouldn't do that thing. Does that make, 
you tracking with that at all? Um, it, it's like a person uh, drawing a shape, right? If I, if I want to draw a shape on a piece of paper uh, and I say, I'm going to draw a shape, whatever I put down on that paper is, is, is right, right? Because it, it's a shape. If I, if I do a dot, if I do a circle, if I do a, a squiggly, whatever, I've created a shape and as the author of that shape, I can make it look like however I want. That's the same with, with, with God, that he is, he is so big. There is, there is nothing out of bounds for him. We can't, um, and, and we as, uh, and one of the most amazing things to me in my own life is a God that big that is willing to love and have connection to me who on the regular says and thinks and feels things that are utterly arrogant to a sovereign God of the universe. It, it, it is amazing to me, but that, but that beauty, that wonder of that relationship only, only happens, and, and, and the gospel is its most beautiful and most wondrous when we start with a really big God. If, if we don't start there, there's not, that we, we miss the, the, really the biggest cavern in the whole story. The, the distance between this amazing, huge, altogether, omniscient, omnipresent God and ourselves. It makes the fact that he chose to create us all the more amazing. We're going to jump back into Genesis if we, we go on. But we'll see some other, other things about this, this truth that, that God created us to be with him. Starting in verse uh, 126, says, Then God said, Let us make human beings in our image to be like us. They'll reign over the fish of the sea and the birds of the sky and the livestock and all the wild animals on the earth. The small animals that scurry along the ground. So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Now notice that he says here that they were, they were image bearers before he blessed them with work. So God created them, human beings, in his own image. Before he blessed them, before he, he gave them assignments, before they accomplished those assignments, they were, in fact, image bearers. See, this, this is an important part of, of, of our understanding of, of God and creation, and, and that is production is secondary. The value of life is found in the fact that God created, not in the fact that we can. It speaks to why all human life is sacred and valuable. Smart life, poor life, disabled life, unborn life, annoying life, life you disagree with, life that wears the wrong jersey. <laughs> Life that likes different kinds of food than you. Life that votes for a different kind of person than you. There isn't a person that's ever been born that wasn't in the plan of God. Every, I was thinking about this the other day. Just like, you ever have one of those like random thoughts that has nothing to do with what you're doing, but it just kind of like 
You have a moment with this thought, and you don't know where it comes from, but you're like, oh man, I had this thought the other day, just that, um, I don't even know what I was doing, but just the impact of it really struck me that every human being that's ever been born was born with God's intentional, active participation. That there is not, there is not a, a, a life that has ever been created that he didn't, he didn't create. Just, it's amazing. God made us in his image. He created us. But he also created us and he blessed us, we see in this, with, with purpose. If we go on uh, in, in verse 28, it says, Then God blessed them and he said, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and govern it. Reign over the fish of the sea and the sky and all the animals that scurry along the ground. In addition to making us an image bearer, God gave us purpose and good work. And it wasn't necessary for God to include us in our management of this world. It's not like he didn't know how to make it work without our help. <laughs> he totally could have done that. But, but he, he chose to include us, for our, one, for our own benefit and good pleasure, and, and, and two, as a, a way that we can reflect the image-bearing likeness that he gave us. So God chose to give us a way to work with him as a, as a vehicle for relationship, a way that we can commune with him and worship with him. Guys get this especially, I think, better, this, this truth maybe a little better than, than, than females. Um, girls can, can sit around and just, just communicate. Right? Like, you, they can just, you guys can just talk about anything and everything and nothing, and nothing has to be happening. Guys, we're a little different. We, we need a project. We need a, an activity. We need a sport. We need a, a movie. We need something to talk about. <laughs> right? And that's what, that's a, that's a part, a picture of what, what this work is. God chose to give us these roles and responsibilities so that he could work with us in those things. So that we could, that could be a springboard to our relationship with him. God creates man to have a unique, intimate relationship with him. And we see this in a couple of verses. Uh, in Genesis chapter 2, verse 25, famous verse says, Now the man and his wife were both naked, but they felt no shame. That's a powerful verse, and it doesn't go into much more detail than that. But, but think of just the, the, the last statement. They felt no shame. God had a relationship with man and, 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 and woman that was outside of any kind of relationship or any kind of life experience that you and I have ever experienced. Because post-fall, we've been dealing with shame ever since. But can you imagine? I mean, and, and it's, it's a perfect imagery, right? The, 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 that they were naked and, uh, and felt no shame. Because there is just something in the, in, in the core of us that, that, that we, need to, we need clothes. <laughs> It, it's, it, it, it's, it, it, yeah, I'm not going to go any further than that before I get myself in trouble. Um, but they felt no shame. They were completely exposed to each other and to God. And, and it was beautiful. 
They were, they were content. They, 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 they didn't need to hide anything, which means they, they knew and were willing to share every, literally every piece of them with each other. Can you imagine a relationship like that? Where there's nothing you need to defend. There's nothing you need to make look better. There's nothing you need to, to hide. There's nothing you, you need to avoid from this other person. Can you imagine having a relationship like that with the God of the universe? That's the relationship that, that God initially created. And then we see this other really, it's just another short little verse, but it's such a, a beautiful picture. Um, right before things kind of, during the part where he tells about the, the, the part that, when it goes bad. But verse 8 of chapter 3 says, When the cool evening breezes were blowing, the man and his wife heard the Lord walking about in the garden. How did they know what that sound was? Because that's what he did. This was a regular part of their life. That's the inference. That, they're, that they're, they, they took walks in this garden in the cool of evening with the God of the universe. It's casual, it's personal, it's effortless. And of course, in that verse, it goes really south really quick, but <laughs> we'll get to that next week. <laughs> Um, but but for, the rest of, for this week, I want to stay focused on this, this, this first reality that God created us to be with him and that, that this relationship was made possible. Um, and this is an important part because I think, especially when we're talking about presenting the gospel, we, you, you will regularly and quickly get into this, um, the idea of suffering and evil and sin um, and, and, you know, bad things happening will, will inevitably come up. And um, I think this, this idea of, of the, the knowledge of the fall, in the fall, we see um, a beautiful picture of God's heart and intent and his solution to this problem. Um, the relationship that God created was, was made possible by, by God's brilliant invention of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. A lot of times people have objections to, to the gospel or to the, their understanding of the nature of God because, if, you know, they, they hear the story and the, the accusation is, well, why would God put, why would God put this, this, this temptation in this garden? If he's so perfect, if he's so loving, why would, he, why would he put something there just to mess everybody up? That seems cruel. And, that's, and if God's cruel, then he's not loving. And if he's not loving, then I don't want to love him. Never heard that? Um, but that's not the picture, that's not the, really the purpose of the tree. What we see in the, the tree is really actually a brilliant invention to, to, to accomplish the relationship that Jesus, that God was, was trying to with humanity. He, the purpose was he wanted to facilitate a deep relationship with, with humanity. But relationships require trust. A deep relationship, a true relationship requires trust. And trust requires a choice. Right? I, it's not, if you chain me to that wall over there and walk away, you're not trusting that I'm going to leave. You know I'm not going to leave because you chain me to a wall. If I don't have the choice to leave, then there's no trust involved. 
So relationships require trust. Trust requires choice. Relationship with God requires, also requires righteousness, right? Perfection, complete holiness. So how do you, how does, how does God give us both of these things? Keep us righteous, keep us pure, keep us holy, but also give us the freedom of choice. He grew a tree. He made a tree. The tree provided a way to give man the ability to choose evil, the ability to choose unrighteousness without actually having to experience or taste it. It's a beautiful picture. It's a beautiful solution. So the tree was not there as this, this you know, speed bump, this trick, this, this temptation. He wasn't trying to make things harder. He was trying to deepen the relationship. He was trying to make, he made, it was the tree that actually made an, a, a deep, intimate, re, true relationship even possible. Of course, we know that that relationship ended in brokenness. Um, but again, we're going to talk about that next week. <laughs> uh, everything God has done, but everything God has done since the fall was to reestablish that, that broken relationship. God created us to be with him and has been laser-focused on reestablishing that, that relationship ever, ever since we messed it up. All right. Um, okay, everybody got your journals? <laughs> All right, now we're going we're gonna to do something a little different today, um, like, I, like I mentioned. Uh, you got your journals. In the seat pocket in front of you, there's a pen. Um, these journals are yours to keep. Uh, if you're a digital person and would rather, you know, do this kind of thing on, on um, you know, on your iPad, or your laptop, your phone or whatever, feel free to do that. If you have a, uh, your own journal or a better journal you want to use, um, you, you're welcome to do that as well or bring something different next week. I just wanted to give you a, a good, good start. I know in today's digital age, none of us carry paper or pens anymore. Um, <laughs> so this, this would just give you a, a, a way to start. Um, and, and this is what we're going to do. Um, okay, first thing I want you to do is I want to take just a minute and I want you to think, think through, pray through your life. And um, I want you to 